firecrackers, it's Naomi and oh, you're in for a treat. You are in for a big old treat this week. I am so excited to give you this next episode that I am pulling at all stops to get it ready for you for Monday. I'm at the cottage and that means I'm in Canada and that means I'm wearing one, two, three, four, five layers and I'm still cold. Uh, last night I woke up every two hours to um, put a log in the fire and it didn't help. And then I finally uh, kidnapped my dog and I was like, you're going to be a hot water bottle for me, whether you like it or not, because that's his job, right? I feed and pick up and nurture and he cuddles. That's a fair, that's a fair exchange. All right. Uh, I'm very excited to share my guest. Uh, it's actor, writer, director, Alana Harkin. What? I know you love Alana. If you don't love her now, you should go over to Twitter and start following her because her tweets are not only funny, they're poignant, they're thoughtful, they're inspiring. She's like everything and a bag of chips. She doesn't even need that bag of chips to be everything. That's how great Alana Harkin is. Um, I've known Alana forever. We've shared various mum roles through the um, fantastic folks at Sinking Ship. She's originally from Canada. She spent a lot of time in Toronto. You'll know her from the comedy sketch community in Toronto. She was part of that fantastic all-female group called Atomic Fireballs with Sarah, Fiona, and Samantha B. And she wrote a play called Real Estate that still is being produced in some of the summer stock theaters in Canada, which is amazing. Uh, she's a producer, she's a writer, she is a mom and a fantastic wife and a pretty great friend, I'll tell you that much. She's everything. And she's now a producer correspondent for the amazing Full Frontal in New York City with Samantha B. This woman is really just a dynamo to me. She, she does all these great things. She keeps her children engaged and challenges their point of view. They've had some amazing family Halloween costumes, I'm not going to lie. Uh, her place is full of love and, and just kindness, and uh, it was a real treat. I was in New York last year doing some work, and uh, I grabbed Alana, and we went into the Full Frontal offices uh, to have a little chat, and it's just the best. It's just the best. She bought me a beautiful smoothie that I probably um, will never be as healthy as when I drank that, and uh, we just had this great discussion. It was uh, great to have a catch up with her. She really is one of my favorite people and uh, and I can't wait to see what she does next. She's killing it on Samantha B's full frontal, I'll tell you that much. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. Okay, enough. I've chattered enough. Here she is, Alana Harkin. I love... Uh... I love working with really smart women. Yeah. But I came, like, it's so great. I always feel like I'm visiting my, like, my parents or something when I see, like, buddies in an office space. I know, so Do you weird. feel like you're, like, playing playing business right now? Um, no. <laughs> Did you originally? Were you like, I'm going to go Xerox no, my face. You know what? When I was so, in my 20s. That's what I would do. And I was trying to figure out what to do with my life, I... I got a job at, um, I got this grant to study arts management, and I got an uh, internship working at the National Ballet. Okay. And I was, you know, early 20s, and 
I remember I, I'll never forget this. I got myself like a soup tea. Yep. And I got myself a briefcase. <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing. But was the, it a lady briefcase? No. With a, with it was a shoulder no, strap? No, it was something my dad had at home. Mm-hmm. I can't, I couldn't afford anything. Are you kidding me? Right. And I, I remember looking at myself in the, in the reflection on like Bay Street or some, or like Young or York right. around that area. And I, and I was like, and it seemed like I was playing at being this right. person, it was a character for me. Right. Whereas right away I knew you're not going to last in this job because you're an actor. And right. you're playing at this idea that you're going. But the funny thing was, it was such a prop, the, the briefcase was empty. There was nothing in it. Not even your lunch? <laughs> nothing. Drinking box or something? No, I didn't have a lunch. I was going to be like fancy and buy myself. Just like You're ready. basically like a background. Uh, I was. Doing background for the day. Doing extra work. I was. That's why whenever I work as an actor and they give me like a purse that have, has nothing in it, I'm like, I can fill it with my mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, when I was thinking about coming to talk to you about your life and stuff, and I was thinking, like, you're one of those people that I see your trajectory and I'm like, you can do anything. Like, if I look at your past and you're like, sketch and like, all the things you did. And then I feel like this is like embracing all of your gifts. Mm. Did you feel like that when you... Yeah, I do. Well, you know, I've always been like a hustler, yeah. for sure. Because you have to be. If you're, if you're an artist working in Canada... In, in my opinion, I mean, you, sh- you uh, should be if you want to create. And but if there's you people work. that sit back and they aren't. So well, I never made money doing that. No. Like I couldn't. I I couldn't make it. Like yeah. I didn't. There even if I would get a series or something like that, I knew it was only going to last for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I really felt a need to to diversify, and that's what sketch brought to me. Because yeah. I got to write. I got to perform. I didn't have to wait to get like a beer commercial yeah. I could do I could perform on stage yeah. and so I was always just like what's the next what's the next thing and you know it always kind of haunted me because I always felt like um, jack of all trades master of none, none. and that yeah. used to I really say Jacqueline of all trades now oh oh yeah that's, right well that's like of course that makes right. so much in worse. fact there's well, a t-shirt you know what, should be coming I don't say it anymore right. because I don't believe that anymore because all those choices that I made are exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Because I really, when people say, hey, Alana, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah. But I would always say yes, even if I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, so would I like to, you know, theater has always been my first love by a long yeah. shot. And I always, I wanted to be Rosalind in As You Like It. Yes. And I, and I, and I was. <laughs> At Cannes stage, and I really went. And this is how dumb I was. I went. I really went. Yeah, well, I did it. So what the now? Heck? What? <laughs> like, but what do you I have that feeling? Like, okay, so being in over your head for things, like, is mm. that a constant for you? No, no, I do. It's a rush, right? I never felt I was in. Over, I was always like, I don't know, and I would make jokes in my head about the situation because I was always like you know what are you gonna do who's who's in over their head do you think guys walk around going Oof, I'm in over my head I don't think so so I would no you're right it's not in over your head it's like meeting the opportunity mm-hmm. like I'm I there's been a lot of times maybe constantly I'm like doing things that I'm like I'm on a learning curve I'm not in over my head but I'm learning but you're the same you're the same way you're always like yeah 
I wouldn't turn down anything. No. Do you, you... I think you turn everything into an opportunity. I... No, my thinking is that opportunities will always come. Like, sometimes... Like, this time in New York, I was supposed to do, like, auditions and meetings, and there haven't been a lot of that. Mm. But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, this is... I will look back at these two weeks in New York like, that was really important. So I'm disappointed, but I also am hopeful. I want you to come back because we yeah. need to catch up on everything that you did in New York since yeah. I missed most of your visit well, here. Yeah. Um, but then, so an opportunity would come up and you'd be like, have you ever turned down something because you were scared? Uh, ooh. Or you thought that it was like, oh, that's too much at this point. No, I've... That's a really... I've turned down things that I feel... I can't give my full, and this is actually a, this is actually a th- something I'm trying to work on, my full heart, soul, mm-hmm. body, mind, like, which is crazy. It, I, I feel like I actually should start saying yes to more things in knowing that I don't have to, like, give up my first child to do the job. You know what I mean? Oh, like, does I, she know that she's on the chopping block? <laughs> like, you've been giving up so many times, No, kid. she's so, I'm such, you know... To be honest with you, since we're since we're going out, I I really right now base a lot of what I do on how it affects my family and and if it bring will bring I Marie Kondo that you shit. hold your family and you yeah go, I'm like is this gonna bring joy? them joy if yeah. I like go and do that is this gonna be an opera it's, it's now as soon as you have a family like for me it's like it's not it's no longer an opportunity just for me it's right. like what's the opportunity for this for my family right. what's the opportunity of taking two young children who are really happy in Toronto yeah. and bringing them to New York City. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the opportunity is. I've never lived here. But, you know... It's an adventure. It's an adventure, and they were game. And and I, ha- and I actually... They do inspire me a lot because I remember on the first day of school in New York, our stuff didn't show up. Right. It was held at customs, and you know, I I pack like an idiot. Like their school bags were right. in the moving truck. Right. So a neighbor said, "Well, I've got these two TD Bank. Cause there's TD Bank here in New yeah. York. I've got these two TD Bank backpacks. Oh no! And <laughs> these two and, and, kids. I, and and the kids were like, "Yeah, that's fine." And they had their two TD backpacks. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Bang backpacks and they're going down the street and I'm behind them like going <laughs> so sorry that your unicorn bag isn't here. No, but I'm like that's what an what a way to approach life. Yeah. Like what an inspiration of like Embrace you know, the T D bank bag. You know, I don't know anyone at this school. I don't even know where I'm going. I have no friends. I, I have a T D bank backpack. And I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. And, and I do, you know, it's not always like that. Of course, they, they run into their own obstacles in life. But I mean, that's learned from you, though. Like, I feel like you and I have similar approaches to things where you're like, ah, this is what it is. Yeah. Right? And we're just going to embrace it is because you're an improviser and you're, you're on your feet. You think as you go. But then there's also those moments of like, oh, I wish I had nicer shoes. You yeah. know, those moments when, like, I can find myself at, like, an event and I'm like, I wish somebody had done my hair and makeup because I'm feeling like, you know, the forgotten child in the corner or something <laughs> like that. But, like, it's a balance. Like, yeah, we're, above all, we're working. Like, we're thinking and we're creating, and that's 
takes priority and your kids are they're sort of the same way they're just like I'm going to school well you know what I and I, I have to credit my husband too because we call him Dr. Hardlove you know Michael yeah. Michael is like the sweetest guy in the world but he's also he parents like it's 1978 like he's like that's your backpack get out the door right hit the road like he's really it was like a tooth I just got out of that smoothie or something like that that's how it works in New oh, York oh is that New York all, all smoothies <laughs> are made from I would like the date smoothie with the extra teeth please teeth that fall out um, well, I mean, are your kids both like that? Are they both like, or are they one or the other? They're very different. Yeah. They're really, really different. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, that is a, a tip of the hat. Never use that expression. But to you and Michael, to say that those kids can get through that. Well, you know, I think, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? We're all making it up as I we know. go. I don't know. Like, you know, I just, um, right now, the way I look at it as, you know, this is an opportunity. You yeah. Know, all the things that were, you know, have happened in my past, if they, those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to do the job I'm doing here at Full Frontal, yeah. which is, encompasses, like, it's ridiculous when, you, when I write out the list of what I do at my job. Yeah. Like, I do warm-up. I've done three years of like, like every a, night n- for every show. Wow, I didn't know you did like twenty for minutes show. for every show. Oh, I God. do like a, and at first it was because there was no one else to do it. But then you know me and a microphone and like an audience who just wants to chit chat, right? Um, and I and I and I love it. Yeah, and it's um, and that also helps me as a performer doing things like Man on the Streets or anything we do for the show, which yeah. is all about like leave your shame at the door like there's nothing yeah. what do you have to lose there's you know so so it really helps me get beyond all obstacles when I'm just like all right let's just do this w- I mean was this ever in your vision like in your living in New York yeah on your vision of a plan no because you were doing like your mom roles like we would see each other in auditions. That's because I could only get cast as, that's what that's what people in Canada yeah. see as a woman who's over 30. Right. You're a mom. Yeah. And almost a grandmother. Well, over 30? You Come know on. what? I did have, I had an audition. Oh my gosh. And I was in my 20s. It was for a Catherine O'Hara type. And my agent at the time sent it to me. And I said, but sh- this is a grandmother. I'm... I'm 20, like, 8, yeah. maybe at the time. And she said, yeah, Alana, but you, like, Catherine O'Hara, like, you love Catherine O'Hara, and, and you have a whole Catherine O'Hara fight. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I, okay, but still at the end of the day, like, I can't be a grandmother. I'm going to walk into a room with women who are twice my age. And so if you said, do I say no to anything, <laughs> I actually, I did say no to yeah. that because I was just like, I will not get the role of a woman who has grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, at 28. But you know what, Canada, like, but no, I also was working a lot as a writer in Canada, yeah. and I I love Canada, and I love, yeah. uh, but again, it's this sort of thing where people are like, you know, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, yeah. Because I feel like watching, like, you, like, I feel like you're eating this job up. Like, I think hmm. it feels like it's really part of your makeup. It oh. makes sense to you, does it? Is that well, just from the outside? But you're like, hmm, I don't know. No, no, it's, you know, it's it's a constant negotiation because it's also the the, the subject matter and the material is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm not somebody who goes, oh, he's a terrible president and people are getting deported and, hey, this is a good story. It actually truly affects me. Mm-hmm. And we, 
you know, a lot of us here used to get really upset about the stories. Um, we're finding a way around it now and so that we can survive. Yeah. Um, but what's the trick? Because that's a really good because I pe- people are depressed. People are really and depressed. And you're like in it. Like in it. I, on. I, I, I can shut. Well, you, you know can't what? shut it off. You can't I, like turn off the news and go, I'm going to take a break from learning today. No, but you know what? Uh, it's very helpful that I have a family that needs yeah. me and that I focus on and that, you know, I make dinners and breakfasts and lunches and, you know, do all that stuff that people think are really boring. Right. Um, but it does it does help me to center and ground myself. Um, do you guys have a thing here of, like, debriefing or after, like, a particularly hard story? No. Do you want to come do that with everybody? I mean, like a ballroom, maybe? Like a therapist? <laughs> no, like a like a... Like a debrief, like you know when something awful's happened. Like I remember there was some like really tough days at Second City, and we'd all need to debrief after them. Mm. We sometimes do in our. De- I work mostly in the field department, right? And that's you know we're we're out in the field, and we do debrief depending on what is what happened. But yeah. usually, to be honest with you, there's no time for it. Yeah, we're on to the next. You know, like when I think about journalists, all the things that they're on the front line of everything mm-hmm. and there's really no time. Like you're just on to the next, you're on to the next yeah. story, you're on to the next idea. I mean, I get to do some really fun stuff here where, you know, I've got like notes of celebrities written on the wall yeah. um, of names of, of really cool people that I want to meet or that, you know, um, we get to play with, which is, which is really fun. That's pretty fun. fun. It's, just, it's very fun. But does it's that, always, does yeah. that tire for you? Like, do you ever go, ugh, I have to work with that celebrity never. again? Yeah. Never. I have to tell you, the one thing I have I hope learned, it never does, too. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I never... I think I'll always get giddy around well, I'll tell you like, what I my have, heroes, anyway. I do. I, I oh, So, Oprah works in this building every once in a while. Right. And I... Heard of her. Everyone knows I... Like, I love her so much. And I have actually cried to myself thinking of me meeting her in the elevator. How I'm like, you're not going to ask for a picture. You're just going to turn to Oprah and go, you helped me so much. Like, I'm actually... Like, you're rehearsing it. Yeah, Yeah. I've rehearsed it. I've rehearsed going, you've helped me a lot. I've listened to every single podcast. I have gotten your magazine since the beginning. Like, like an insane person, like a stalker. Yeah. And... But I, I've joked to people that, like, there's three people who raised me. My mom, my dad, and Oprah, Oprah. Winfrey. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, yes, I'll always be, I mean, if I get the opportunity to meet her, like, I, well, I have met her. That's a whole other podcast. That's a very Just like a podcast story. about meeting Oprah. Yeah, but that was a different, weird... It wasn't through Full Frontal? No, I was on the Oprah show as a, a taste tester. It's the craziest story. What? Yeah. It's all don't, very... Don't I talk about that in I, the elevator. I can't... Is there so... Yeah, anyway, but to answer your question, no, because the one thing I have discovered a lot with working here um, at the show, it, because it's given me interesting opportunities to direct more. Yeah. I always wanted to direct. Yeah. And I did a little bit in Canada, but here I do a lot more. Um, I deeply love actors. Yeah. Like, I... Because I did it for so many, I get, I, I, I do do it. I mm-hmm. get how, I get the work. I get that everybody is different. I get how vulnerable it is. Um, you get I'm, jokes. You get how to make moments funnier or deeper. And there's nothing more satisfying for me than making somebody 
look great. Mm-hmm. I, I find or just it, feel like I I've only directed a little bit, but I feel like good about the moment that they've just had, like watching oh them going, oh that just got funnier, and how you know. Or I always see I'm like they don't they can't see it now, but when they see this piece, they're gonna lose their minds right. because they look so good. And it also as a you know an additional thing is that I'm always looking at specifically with women. I know how that how I know how they want to be presented on camera. Right. Depending on who the person is, I'm hyper aware of that. Yeah, and guys too. And guys too. But like you know, uh, you know, I'm always extra looking There's out for the more ladies. hairs to be out of place. There in a is. Lady. That, yeah, for sure. And um, so that's been really that's been really fun. And that's where I see coming here has really sent me on that path of I will. That's what I will be doing in yeah. the future. I directing. will be directing. Yeah. yeah. So when you like. Did you and Sam have a pact ever of like, okay, when one of us no. does this thing? Because you've, like, I mean, you worked together forever through the Atomic Fireballs, and then mm-hmm. did you guys have, like, projects in your dream tank? Oh, for sure. We did a we did a parenting blog together yeah, for that was a really great. long time. What, eating over the sink. We, we wrote things. We always read each other's material. And it just seemed, you know, when you go, when you start something like this, mm-hmm and how huge it is, mm-hmm. you, you need to have a couple of, you know, your good friends in, yeah. your, in your back pocket. I, you know, um, Lin-Manuel, it was his, uh, his director of, of Hamilton, Thomas Kale. It was his birthday or whatever, and, and on Twitter he was going on about, about and they were friends from years and oh, years yeah, ago. And he was saying, you know, if you want something to work really well, you, you know, you bring your team with you, you bring your best friend with yeah. you. So, um, so yeah, but no, there was no, there was no path. It's kind of I mean, one of my favorite things to see, though, knowing like mm. how great it would be to work with your best buddy, mm. and how fulfilling that. Must and be. also hard. Yeah. Not not always yeah. like oh this is really easy. It's no. always, it can be very challenging. It's like working with you know, um, like Sarah, Fiona, and Sam and I were like basically sisters. Yeah. And you have to know that that person really loves you and that you know right. has your back even and through the disagreements and totally yeah. so it's well, I, know, uh, I mean I work with Matt <laughs> so we all we have these moments of like do you, are you saying that you don't love me love me when you say you don't love my joke or are you mm. just saying you don't like the joke he's like let's move on I'm like okay okay I'll get this right. or like there's days where we're like I really <laughs> like you right now but we still have to be on stage tonight so right right uh, luckily, they're fewer, mm-hmm. and we just perform less. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just do different things. Yeah. So then, when you're here in New York, do you feel like you're um, like you're lacking in anything? I feel like this job must take so much of your body, mind, and spirit. It does, you know. And I, but that's by choice too. And this yeah. is what I'm learning as a performer and as an artist and as somebody who makes things you know I and this whole idea of like giving yourself full body and soul to something yeah. and it, and that's how things work too but um, what now that the show is sort of running and doing its own thing you yeah. know I'm really now kind of um, it's really lovely for me when you know you come to town yeah. I get to see you you know when meeting other women who are doing um, and men who are doing like really creative things and meeting up with them and I'm now kind of ready to be like okay what else is there yeah like not not to leave this position or anything but just you know it only helps 
in the work you're doing to kind of have yourself branched out and doing other things as well. Yeah. You know, like I, I um, shot a short last year and, and that experience only helps my directing here, right. you know, so it all, yeah, it's, it's not like I'm leaving here and, and going doing something on like, you know, physics or, you know, it's right. all, it's all right. connected to the work. But it's all balanced too, right? Like when people see, like I feel like this kind of job is all consuming and so how do you turn that off? Like, how do you, I mean, you said your family, like, is there a way that you can kind of have your own Atlanta time? Uh, I haven't been great at that. Right. I'm going to admit that. Well, like you talk about your theater love, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is like, there's times where you have to put things on, on sleep. On snooze. And I feel great when I do it. Yeah. I feel great when I go see a play yeah. or I meet somebody, you know, and talk about their projects and their work or um, go swimming. Yeah. Or go to, you know, work out, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, what I want to do more of, and I think that we all need to do more of as, pe- you know, actors and writers, and is just like sit down with a pen and paper and, and, and just... Do it. Right, yeah. like nonsensical, like without purpose, even just to kind of the, like, you know, I really, like say for instance when I was talking about warm-up, warm-up to me, because I've had a few people here and in the network are like, do you still want to do, you want to do a warm-up? You know, you want to keep doing it? I'm like, I love it because it, to me it's the gym. Yeah. And I, and I'm, it's the gym and it's my work and this is how, it's like, it's the practice of getting up every morning and doing those, you know, artist way morning pages mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I did in my twenties, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's so that I'd like to start kind of carving out more of that time, mm-hmm. but then I'd have to wake up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. So what suffers, right? Something's gonna Some, go. Something's something's gotta give. Yeah. And it might just be an hour or two of sleep. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I'm willing to give that up because then also like your brain needs sleep. Like there's times when I'm so exhausted. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why? I can't think straight. I can't think straight. But you know what? Uh, I can like if I really need to, I could lie on this carpet. And fall asleep for ten minutes. Me too. I'm a few. In fact, I mean, you're welcome. Do you want? I've got time to like. <laughs> you're absolutely. No, I'm good at like a cat nap, and I feel so much better for it. When I was doing Dino Dan, I was pregnant. I think with both kids at different times, but I re- I was so tired. Yeah. And it was you know the holding was like a basement of someone's house, <laughs> and I used to they had a cat which I was so allergic to. But I would lie on the floor. They would crash. And everyone was so used to me just, like, they're literally stepping over me. But I was cool with that because I'm like, I need need to crash so I can do the work. I've done that before when we go see a play and, like, we're just the day's really busy and then we're going to see a play and I'm like, just don't talk to me for 10 minutes. Mm. And I just shut down. Mm. It's almost like, uh, you know, in Japan they have these... um, these hats that you put on on the subway because they're, um, people commute so much yeah. and it rolls down so that you can just cover yourself. I would love to see you do this <laughs> in New York. I'm going to send you a picture. Someone would pull at the end of your little, is it like knit? And I don't know. It's like a little it's a like sleeping a bag. It's like a sleeping bag. It sounds like a, a body, a body condom. Yeah. Just a big body condom. A little condom. bit. Yeah. But maybe a little bit more stylish. I don't think you would last on many subway stops no. in New York. If Keep you your wallet on. close by. Anyway. Someone, someone just punch you right in the face. You know what you think? <laughs> you know what you think? What? I kind of deserve it. Yeah, I mean, for I'm putting on this body condom, body condom <laughs> on the New York City subway. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, it feels, I mean, I do, I miss theater. Like I, that was where we started. So there's always this need of creativity. Um, well, it's the live thing. Yeah. Like, I'll... But that's that, why you get to your Oh, yeah. That's, so that's why, yeah. fulfilling it. Oh, for sure. And there'll be more of that in the future because I... I that, that exchange between the audience, to me, will always be the greatest magic. Yeah. And you get that in film and television. I think that, you know, people sneak in and they watch their, you know, their movies and watch. I had that experience, actually, recently. My film... The Godmother that Lauren Ash yeah. is in, that's yeah, yeah. just so good, was at a film festival in San Francisco. And I was at a wedding in Vancouver, and I usually can't make these sorts of things, So I w- but I'm like, you know what, I'm in Vancouver, it's a one-hour yeah. flight. I'm going to go. I was by myself. This is, you know, when you yeah. say, do you say no to things? I have to say I was really nervous. I don't know why. Yeah. It felt really, it's like going to see your play or something, and yeah. you have to sit at the back. Um, I would be so nervous. It's so nervous. So I sat in the back, and that was the first time I watched the film with a completely unbiased audience. And and they really laughed, you know? And it was really incredibly satisfying to hear those different reactions, because there was a couple laughs where I'm like, I didn't even intend that. I thought the other thing was hilarious, right. but I didn't even think that was funny. Yeah. Did you cry? I would have cried. It's like seeing a little baby walk and get laughed at. No, I thought, you know, I went, to, you know, I wrote real estate yeah. play that I've, I've snuck in to that's see. That's been like going gangbusters still. Oh my like, God. that's amazing. What year is it on? It's like 2005 it premiered. What is it now? 2019. That's insane. Yeah. That's like 14 years. Yeah. It's in Have you written another play between? I wrote them? plays right after. Right. Right after. And I went through the workshop process mm-hmm. with them, and it was an, an actual form of torture. Yeah. Why? Because I, well, first of all, I wasn't ready to put them in workshop. Right. And they all got picked apart, oh, and the no. wrong people were leading it, and... It was one oh. of those things that I'm like, this is too vulnerable. I don't like this. This is not the way I work. I mm-hmm. can't. And you, my parents are always on me about, because they came to see some of the readings of things that yeah. I did. And they're like, what did you ever do with that play? It's so Because they they go to the theater all the time. Yeah. Like, it's so much better. Than, and I'm just like, it's not, um, it's really uh, important for me for something to come from a really authentic place. And I yeah. feel like if I'm manufacturing it just because this one play did really well, yeah. um, that's not to say I don't have more plays. And no, but I maybe really you weren't do. ready at that time. I wasn't, I didn't have anything to say. Yeah. I really didn't. And I really had something to say when I wrote that, when I wrote real estate. And the fun thing is, is that it's going to be in Prince Edward Island at, at um, the Victoria Playhouse uh-huh. um, in Victoria by the Sea, which is where I honeymooned oh but it is very you know because i actually produced it and directed it myself a few years ago when in uh, in port dover okay when the show just started i i had i was contracted on your spare time you thought i'll just produce and and i produced it in a way with the the timing the speed the look that i really had in my mind and it was opening night and i'm like Boom. That's what I... So if I wrote another play, I would direct it. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want um, to do at least the first round to know the voice, sure. the tone, and everything. And yeah. Um, and you, you talk... Do you get nervous? You talk about getting being nervous to see your short film. 
Do you get nervous? Yes. I was watching some of your um, your uh, field reporting stuff, and I was like enamored with your lack of nervousness. Where if I had to speak, like the stuff that you do that you get put, thrown out of the rooms for. Like what? It was the book tour um, oh. with the unicorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a different one where I where I basically ruined Sean Spicer's book tour. Yeah. Um, but I would be so sweaty. I'd be like, oh gosh. Um, well, well, I'm very. You know, I guess this is the sort of like a type gold star personality. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm like, my job is to say something this is my my goal this is what i'm hired to do yeah i'm hired to do this thing that they 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 want me to do yeah if it's something that i really am uncomfortable with i would not do it or right. something, something that i felt like somebody would get hurt or that you know people would cry like i i don't want to carry no. that but you know sean spicer is was a total like i had no problem busting in on that that book tour and standing up in the middle of all of those people yeah like, not really. No. Not really. I think I have the vision. Like, that's, again, it's a muscle, right? It's not it's like a you muscle. just... It's a muscle. But my vision is, like, the, somebody knocks on this door and says, Naomi, can you go and do this? And I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm, but you've been exercising this muscle for years now. And here's the thing is I've accepted that it might not always work. Like, I've... I've right. I'll be bummed, but when it, you know, I'll try. Yeah. But then when it works... And something really amazing happens. Yeah. Like, that sort of, that super sweet spot is, I feel so grateful that I get to work in that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and it can be anything. It could be a one-on-one interview where I say, you know, she's an economist, maybe I should try and wrestle her. Because it's the whole thing about UFC and wrestling. And she's going to be really uncomfortable, but let's go for it. Yeah. And she's game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, so you don't, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but you don't know until you try. You know, at Firecrack Department, one of our goals is to provide more platforms for women's voices and stories. And this new podcast from Dakota Johnson and Spoke Media does just that. Here it is, The Left Ear. Have a listen. This is Dakota Johnson. Please leave a voicemail after the tone, and I will record and share your stories so that we can live in a world where she is equal. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, Hi. I'm calling from Cairo, Egypt. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. From New Jersey. From Cameroon, California. I'm from Malaysia. I had just started my study abroad in London. I was uh, sexually assaulted. I was sexually harassed. I was sexually molested. Verbal abuse. Beat up. And I've never told my full story. I guess I'm ready to share it. That's my story. I haven't really shared it with many people. Never told anyone the story. I may as well tell you, even though you're a complete. This is the Left Ear Podcast. Each episode, we'll listen to stories of assault, abuse, and harassment from survivors around the globe. Your left ear is the ear closest to your heart. And by listening with your heart, you create a safe space for the silenced. To the speaker, Thank you for your bravery. To the listener, 
Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you because you've given me the courage to speak out about this. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for listening. And I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for doing thank this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate this. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I wish I knew now, uh, I wish I knew then what I know now in terms of like, you know, you'd go into an audition and I would be, you know, just maybe over prepared and Mm -hmm. not loose enough. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Um, and that's, that's a muscle that you can only get by putting yourself through this for so many years. But it's, uh, and some people have it when they're in their twenties. I'm just like, you have this like laissez-faire kind of whatever. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't. I'd be like, I really want the job. I care too much. I care. Oh my too God. Much. Every, you know what my thing is? I say every January 1st, care less. It's the wrong thing to say because <laughs> it's impossible oh, for yeah. me to do that. And you don't really mean it. Well, I don't mean it, but I it, it's a different way. I should probably care less or is care the wrong. More specifically. More specifically. <laughs> you know, like, like like, don't, you know, give everybody a bag of your blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that's a t-shirt in some form. It just feels like it's not going to... It's going to be a very niche market, that t-shirt sales. Don't give everybody a bag just of your a, blood. Just a full bag of your own blood. I mean, why, why is that, though? Why do we do that? Why do we, like, extend ourselves? Because I do... I. I yeah. Get myself in knots about letting people down or disappointing people. And often they don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it's all on me. Well, I'm I'm letting go of that more and more. Um, but then the thing is, is that, you know, when I, when I, when I can't meet somebody, I do regret that because I actually in, really enjoy when people come to town yeah, yeah. and I love seeing them. It's just that, you know, so many people come to town and, uh, they're so they're not coming to New York to do nothing. Right. They're here to hustle and work. Yeah. And so we both have this one hour that we can like see each other. And often, you know, and it and it fills the bucket. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it does. That is a stress reliever for me. Is when I can hang it like this, or yeah. just have a little bit of downtime with a friend where yeah. you can unwind some thoughts, or come up with ideas. As, yeah. As, you know what I mean? I mean, that I, always happens. That like By I the end of this that. discussion, we'll be like, all right, we Let's got it. Let's write it. Yeah. Let's write it. Like, and that really excites me. I mean, me too. you're never going to get inspired and productive watching, like binge watching. You're going to might get inspired, mm-hmm. but then you have to take it to paper. Here's the great thing about what we've chosen to do with our lives, because I know that when we all started, it was like, what are we doing? I mean, still sometimes, don't. Don't you? Like, mm, no. I mean, it feels like when you have a job like this, it's a job, like a contract. Yeah. It feels a little bit less uh, floating. But, but in contract work, there's times I'm like, what am I doing? What's it all about, Alfie? But then all of a sudden, you know, I'm also working in an office. And you're like, well, how did I end up getting working in an office? Right. Like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? So there's always both sides to every yeah. story. 
Well, yeah, like if it, it, I, I think that that you know we chose the right. Oh yeah, we chose it. we chose the right career and we chose the right business because the thing is is that the only thing that is stopping us is just uh, like you can make anything. Anything you can. There's nothing stopping you from opening up your computer and writing something and do and I and I mean this for but anyone who works there's nothing stopping you from filming there's nothing stopping nothing. you from podcasting it's just only do it. you and this block you yeah. created for yourself of like what if it's not successful what if I'm wasting my time what if no one watches this and I get all that yeah. I totally get all that people have sent me so many scripts that I have not even got around to reading yeah. and I hate that because you know I want to support people but you know I you know, even I ran into a guy who was a lawyer, and he wanted to he, he wanted to be a writer, and yeah. he became a lawyer, and he he's a partner in a firm, and he loves being yeah. a, a lawyer, and and he's like, oh, you know, sometimes I miss. And he's thirty five, and I'm like, dude, you can, like, there's nothing that's stopping you from writing. You can still. Did be he a have writer. an answer to what was stopping him? He thought he picked his lane. Oh, like you thought yeah. he, you, when you pick your thing, <clears throat> that's you're a lawyer, then you're then you're a doctor, then you're. You know, the, the people that amaze me the most are people who were doctors and now, you know, then they started writing books. I'm like, yeah. wow, you're so brave. Yeah. <laughs> do you have that? Do you, do you have anything that you want to switch lanes for that you might be nervous pursuing? The only thing that I'd like to do is write more, like long form like write a movie, movie. script yeah, yeah. or a new play. Like that's, it's all still in the same world. Like yeah. I'm never pining to do something in a different world. No. Um, but I would like to figure out a way to give myself more space in my life to to write a film. Yeah. Really would. What does that look like? What does that space look like? I don't know. Do you know? Can you tell me? I mean, I don't know because sometimes my brain... Like, I might have the physical space and I don't have the mental space. And that's more often what happens is that I'm like, great, you have a week a week that you're not working. And I'll fill it with things or producing, like, well, action. Action know, really appeals to me. We, yes. And we went away on vacation last week mm. um, like the, with my family. And then I started writing a little bit. And then by the end of the week, like, I felt like I was writing more and more ideas and, and more things down. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had another week. Right. Because I feel like you first need to give yourself some space. Do you know what I mean? To kind of like, not, yeah. you can't just go busy, busy, busy. Okay. In, uh, enter this. You know what I mean? Like, like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> enter this, which is a great start to any movie. Guys, just start with enter this. That, that's what my film's called, enter this. <laughs> <laughs> we have an improv show in Los Angeles called People Doing Things. Just keep it real... Because it can be anything, everybody. Enter this. That's actually, that's a really funny... But some people are capable of that. Some people are capable in chaos to just go... That's me on my typewriter. I yeah. can't do it. Like, I need, like... I need a couple days to, I don't know, debrief my that's brain. Okay. And then but I that's can start. Okay. But that's totally fine. It's just not always available. That's fine. Yeah. But then, then sometimes it is. Yeah. And I think that writing is just like, you know, like when I wrote real estate, I really did write it in my pajamas and I gave myself a schedule. Yeah. You know, these are the hours I'm writing. Yeah. And that was what I did for three months. I think you've got great discipline. Yeah, I can. Yeah. 
But I can also get distracted with like I should organize the summer clothes. So fun. Separate though. them from the winter clothes. Yeah, I mean that's a because then you can visibly see it. And you're like, I did that today. Yeah. Whereas like you don't really see the results of a ticket ticket. No, because it might not be anything. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like that your creative brain is like on simmer right now, waiting for like a moment like the Jamaican trip where you can start writing? Well, that's not going to be available to me. So I need to come up with a different system. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I actually do think my, the answer is a 6 a.m. day. Yeah. Will that kill you? No, no, I just have to not go to bed at, like, midnight. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to kind of commit to, if I want to do this thing, and, you know, like, when I was freelance, I had deadlines all the time. Yeah. I was really, really good with deadlines. And, like, I gave myself, okay, by October 1st, you got to be done this. Yeah. You know? And then where does acting fall into all that? Like, if you weren't Mm. doing the warm-up, how would, like... Would would you miss it? Could you ever see yourself just being a writer director? Maybe. Really? I really enjoy. Uh, I couldn't just be. I wouldn't want to just. I wouldn't want to be a writer only. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be a director. Yeah. Because I need the. I need to work <laughs> as a team with people. Yeah. I need collaboration. I need, you know, the relationship with the director of photography. I need all that. Yeah. That really. Uh, that fuels me. Being alone with the words is not, that's great for some people, but yeah. that's only like a blip for me every once in a while. I can't, yeah. I, need, I need both. Um, that being said, I would love to do a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to do, I think I said this recently to someone, I go, I would do a play in New York in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm like, what? You do a because people start, when you start working here and people get I to know. know you here, they think I'm a journalist. Yeah. Which is hysterical. But it, it, is it like you guys are all, you have the minds of journalists. We are not journalists. But you have the attack of it. Like you, you're mm-hmm. pursuing a story. You know, I guess it's because I know so many great journalists uh-huh. that I would not want to. Um, right. <laughs> it's easy, everybody. Just do a bunch of like them. sketch comedy and then you become a journalist. Yeah, how you start off right. is a, really a bar. Well, I guess what I'm saying is you have, you have integrity. Mm-hmm. You have this. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't know if it's the same integrity, but you do have integrity for telling a story properly with care and heart. Yes. So that's we really do not to be belittled. We really do, and we honestly agonize over stories, mm-hmm. and we shoot hours and hours and hours and hours, yeah. and we have to get it down to five minutes. Yeah. So we, and, and that's crafting, crafting, crafting. So the one thing that's a, it, I have that's been a, I'm a very good editor now. Yeah. Yeah. I can go through a script and go, you don't need that, you don't need that, you don't need that. You need to build out this moment more. And also the idea of like, you know, talk, 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 talk. If it's a film, you can show it. Like you don't need, you can express everything through eye contact. And you have to trust that. You have to trust yourself as an actor that you can do that. And you have to trust your director that your director is capturing that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love it. And it's, it's all possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, one of my favorite. There's a, oh, it's a movie, and it's all silent movies done to opera music. And there's oh. one with Bridget Fonda. And it's one of the most beautiful movies ever because there's no dialogue. It's But you see everything. You see the story, and you write yeah. your own dialogue in your head, and it's just mesmerizing. Well, that was my goal with The Godmother because I am addicted to 
talking and addicted to dialogue. I love dialogue so much yeah. that I wanted to make a very short film. Like the, f- the film is 10 minutes, but then when you look at this, the script was one page. Right. And it was all just description of things happening. And then, you know, I know I get to work. Of course, I had like, you know, lines that I wanted to capture, but then I'm working with an, an incredible improviser. Right. You know, who I'm like, let's try everything. Yeah. Let's play. You want to play? Because you know she's going to come up with some gold as well. Well, she, you know, and, and she's such a pro too. She said to me, because, you know, you work with different directors who don't want your, they don't, they just want the words on the page. But she, so she said to me, do you want it exactly? I said, here's what I want to do. I want to shoot the script as I, as I wrote it. And then, that we do whatever. Yeah. And I think you have to give that to an actor. I mean, the right kind of actor, yeah. Like, she's she's got chops, so she, oh, it's in good hands. Oh, for sure. But I've seen, like, you know, when actors are like, I can improvise, and no. it's not. Like, they actually don't no. have that skill. And Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. I think impro- I'm a Well, you know, I've had this conversation with many people before. This isn't the first time someone will hear me say this. But improvisers are my favorite kind of actors because... You the 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 you are taught the number one thing you are taught is to listen, and if you are a good listener, if you can actually, most actors aren't listening; they're thinking of their lines. Mm-hmm. You can see it on screen, right? But like an improviser is like a a good improviser is listening, right? Yeah, and waiting to say yes in that moment. Yeah, and like, what more do you want uh, from a director behind a camera? Like, when I see someone who's an improviser, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For <laughs> right. sure. So when you're directing the spots for this show, what do you think is the quality that people appreciate you bring as a director? Um, probably detail. Like, some every director looks for, for different things. The yeah. most important thing to me is performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some other directors, are, they're you know they love the camera and they want the different lenses and blah 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 blah. I yeah. almost feel like I, I can do anything. I could shoot on an iPhone. Yeah. But I need. Um, I mean, I appreciate all the, you know, how beautiful something can look. Yeah. But to me, it's all performance. You know, taking it that extra little, that sort of turn mm-hmm. or something new. You know, that the perf- that the actor didn't think of. Um, yeah. To me, it becomes a complete relationship between me and the and the person who's the act, who's the whoever is the actor at the right. time, you know, like, yeah. um, and and you know, and and, and everything we like, I shot a piece about um, had all these actors that were singing about eggnog. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw that. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and that was really fun. And all of those those it's. You know, some of them came in feeling kind of vulnerable. Like they're gonna sing. It's like crazy. Like what? How is this? gonna look yeah and I'm always really amazed when someone just completely trusts me yeah it's because not everyone does not everyone does there's is some there, actors that yeah. just that and I get it they're like I don't know you from home but is there anything that you feel you do to instill that trust just I want to make them feel very comfortable on set mm-hmm. that's really important to me that they you know they like even if something as simple as they like what they're wearing, they feel totally. comfortable. Oh my god, um, right? You've, we've all had like bad know, wardrobe when you're there. like, I'm so uncomfortable. I look awful. I feel awful, and now I'm gonna pretend I'm a confident character. Exactly, and I so all of those little things that people think, oh whatever, it's fine, she's fine. I'm like, no, because I've I've 
I've been yeah. there, yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I know that some actors really need a dressing room. They really need time by themselves. Yeah. They need a little bit of space. Some people don't want me to coddle them. Other people really do. Yeah, and um, and I think that that's what makes. And I've learned this from working with good directors that you know everybody is everybody needs a little bit of a different way of being directed. It's not all the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm learning. Like honestly, I'm still in the beginning of like learning it all. Yeah, but that's okay. Like it's oh my God. it's so fun to have that opportunity too. Oh yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. In a place, what do you think was the biggest learning curve when you started here, for you? Uh, everything. The politics. <laughs> politics. New city, new country. New everything. Yeah. Like, how does this work? Yeah. What is? Were you just cramped, like, nightly cramming information? Well, the one thing I'm good at is, like, fake it till you make it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, as we talked about before, I'm like, yeah, for sure, I can do that. And then I'm like, I don't know. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm I talking gotta go about. I got to go learn guitar. Um, no, I've had many <laughs> moments of, like, you know, talking to someone going, yeah, yeah, and Googling what is mm-hmm. as we're talking Hilarious. about it. I'm like, yeah, look, it looks like I'm just taking notes. But I'm literally trying That's to figure out how Congress funny. works. Right. Um, but it's complicated. It's very complicated. It works different than Canada. And um, I'm still learning about... But you care enough to learn. I care. But, and also it helps the show. Yeah. When, when I come to it going like, like why why Iowa? What is... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I ask questions <laughs> that pe- and people are often going like... You know what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We should look into that because yeah. I'm asking questions that everyone feels they know the answer to or they've, they've known it their whole life. Right. You know, and I'm asking the question of that. And A newbie. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like, you know, Sam has sometimes really enjoyed, not anymore now, you know, but in the beginning she would enjoy me, like, not... Not knowing. Kind of coming, because she was like, yeah, yeah. Because she's seen it all. <laughs> like a sick right. joke. You right. know, she'd already been through it herself. Um, so that I would say was the biggest learning curve yeah. and it was also the, all right, let's go, let's go shoot. Let's, we're going to shoot a man on the street and, um, this is the topic. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Well, here we go. But that's, you know, see, you're that's, trained. Like, I feel like all the things that you've been doing all trained you for When this. you have no, like when you kind of go, I've literally no shame. I'll do you know, not anything. Right. I'm not going to whip my shirt off. And, right. You know, um, unless it's, unless, unless. it's for... <laughs> <laughs> It was a really important protest. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's really called Yeah, for. never say never. Um, <laughs> not to this summer. You're doing a piece about, I don't know, equal rights and toplessness, or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's just... Uh, and nerves-wise, you just... Bought, like, uh, we were talking a little bit about this, but I want to circle back on that, because I feel like that, to me, is such a big part of our industry, is, like, make like putting the nerves somewhere so that you can be your best self. Whether, like... And you said, like, training right. those muscles so that you're not just, like, you know, one... Like, you're ready to go, so you do your your um, warm-up stuff, so your, your muscles right. are limber. But I like that feeling of, of being nerves. a little bit nervous because that means that you're in the right spot and that you actually give a shit. Right. Like, I feel like that's, I like that sort of, it's a little bit of, as sick as this sounds, I find it to be a little bit of a high because I'm like, oh, I'm still, yeah. I'm still kind of, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to like. You're alive a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I get that. I just sometimes feel like my nerves 
like get the better of me. Like in what situation? Like in an audition or in a in a place that I'm out of sorts and I have to really like do some self talk of like sneakers. Yeah. This is a place for you. You're okay. Like I have yeah. to really get into that so that I can feel confident. And then typically I just do it and people are like, "Oh, you you had such confidence." You know what I mean? Like nobody sees what's going on inside. See, I need to if I have a if I have a goal like, if I have a ball I have to run for, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all good. If mm-hmm. I know what the end goal is. Where I'm not good at is if I'm like, they're like, just go to this party and just show up yeah. and be this. And, and I'm going by myself or something. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing there and I don't know what the end. But then I end up start. then I get in a, in a really wonderful conversation with someone that I've never met before. Right. And I'm right. like, oh, this is why I was supposed to be here. Yeah. I think that the worst, it's almost like the steps up to the thing is the worst. And right. then the actual thing is not so bad. It's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Like, what do we do? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we're just jokers. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's a purpose be- behind, well, especially in this world where there's a purpose behind these jokes. They're not, like, meaningless, frit- frittering jokes. You're having an impact. I would be, I, I don't know how I would, comedy is I know. everything to me. What would we do? I, I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I would... I don't know what else I would do. I would have no coping mechanism. Like, it's... it's Like, when I'm at home, when I'm not working, like, I'm watching stand-up specials or yeah. something like that, you know? Or yeah. I'm going to see Mike Birbiglia on, on Broadway. Yeah. You know, I I love it. Yeah. Like, I... It's my... Even though I know that we run into people and people are so angry, like, I still love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the in the comic world, you mean like the yeah. anger about the business or the or their careers or something? Is that what you mean? Well, just about stuff, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, I have such you know, I don't know, especially Toronto comics who, yeah. who we all came up together. Like, I really do love them so much. Yeah, like my heart. Like I'm almost crying thinking about some of them. I really am. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. I'm totally like tearing up. Yeah. There's 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 a ton of. There's a ton of comics and sketch comedians and yeah. people are working um, hard for the for the people who are just working really really joke. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I amazing. I love them. I really, oh my god, like Patton Oswalt, he's amazing. amazing. Yeah, amazing. You know, I, I mean, this is also the kind of like he's had a long career. Patton he's Oswalt. had a long career. He lost his wife. Yeah. You know, he he's remarried again. Yeah. He's. Um, through an amazing person and he's uh and he shares everything i think yeah. that's, you know what i think that's what it is why i love comedians because there's a vulnerability of like there's a lot of sharing that's going on yeah you have to be as authentic as you can because if you're not people see through it and i don't do that i don't feel like i do that in my writing yeah and the characters that you read of mine like I'll do that in my writing, but I don't do, like, this is the most honest that I will be. Right. Like, this conversation we're having now. Like, I don't get up in front of an audience and go, Ugh, so sex last night, hey, guys? Like, like, but that's also not you. I like, don't do that. I don't think you and I would talk about, oh, sex last night, right, Lana? Yeah. Like, or maybe we will. We'll edit that part out. But, like, it's also not in your wheelhouse. You're more likely mm. to speak uh, about authenticity in a different way. Mm. Well, or, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't, um, but I am amazed with those comics that just, like, lay it on the line. Yeah. And, like, they give, they give everything in their performance. I think Mike Birbiglia is one of those people. Yeah. He, like, really 
shares and it's funny but I'm also struck by the fact that he's sharing so much um, yeah do you ever feel like hey careful some people but not with like he's a master storyteller yeah you know what I mean some people are master storytellers mm -hmm. and he's one of them have you ever thought about doing that like the moth stuff I have never been asked you I would just have do... to go you have to go and you put your name in yeah but I also have to make chili Right. And curry. Right. And, like, go get sandwich meat and... Olive needs to get her TD back. You know what? I guess washed. the thing is that, like, yes, I, and, I, and it's really important to do that kind of stuff because I did so much of that when I started my career. You yeah. Know, that, that, like, that kind of grind and that hustle. Yeah. And it's so much work. So it's much. It's so much work. And at some point, you kind of want to sit back and go, oh, God, I don't want to do the grind yeah. unless until you do but but then again look what I do every Wednesday I get up and I do like but it's a safe place like it's the audience they know me yeah. you know we um, but do you think there will be a time like do you have a sense of security having done this position that you go oh when when it's time for me to move on I've I've got an easy no. street god no but I don't think anybody does no. like when you think about people People's perceptions, right, and how different they are. Yeah. People's perceptions of you, of you are probably that. Like, no. she's got it. She's done. She's good. But don't you think? It's so untrue. I know. I think it is, because too. Because that's not the way it works. As soon as this, you know, this ends, it begins again. Hustle starts again. Like, you know what it's like. It, you yeah. can never relax in your job. You can <laughs> never go, so depressing. I got a gig. Because then it lasts five and a half seconds. Yeah. And then it's Groundhog Day again, yeah. and you're back doing it again. And this is what, but obviously there's a payoff. Yeah, obviously we're doing it for a reason. I mean, God, I love it. Mm -hmm. I'll never not love our job. And there's always a surprise. Always. You don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like no. there's something like some crazy shit that could happen. That's just super exciting. Yeah. And that balances out the utter hell and. <laughs> And depression, yeah. and why am what am I doing? Right, and who am I? But let's and, remember that moment compared to that. And I'll health. never work again. Yeah, and everything sucks, and everyone hates me. I know, but did you ever have a tipping moment where you're like, "Oh, better find something else to do," or were you always thinking that it was going to be okay? I really tried hard not to do this job. This one? No, no, no. This career. Oh, acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me too. No, no, no. In the beginning, I... Because you did, like, administration stuff? I tried to... I went to work for the Grand Theatre in London. Yeah. And Martha Henry was the artistic director. Yeah. And she was... She, I was, like, assistant directing and building props as, like, credit for, for my university. And she... And I was... A, I've always been a hustler. And so I... The... the whale riding weather was the play I was yeah. assistant directing but uh, Canadian mm -hmm. and um, I uh, but people weren't really going to the theater at that point like they were all older people and I was just like this is bullshit give me posters so I took all these posters I went to the university campus I went and spoke in English classes wow I like hustled, hustled. yeah and she was like she you know said come in and talk to me she's like I you need to go into Canadian. You need to go into theater administration. We need people like you to get people. And I was like, "That's my new job. Right. I'm going to save Canadian theater. Right. What do I do? Right. <laughs> Are you with me, people? <laughs> and then I got this grant, this income managers grant through the government for like 
eighteen thousand dollars for the year. I'm like, what am I, a millionaire now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just money. Just Ta- time up. for me to borrow my dad's briefcase. <laughs> Walk down the street with nothing in it, um, and uh, yeah, I were I I, be, I was at the um, ROM, at the Royal yeah. at the at the, at the museum and the National Ballet, and then I got a job at the Vancouver Playhouse as their marketing manager, which wow. is insane because I was like three years of age, and hustled like you yeah, know, like let's get people to the theater, yeah, and then I did um uh, uh I went to um. But the thing is, I, I had the nagging of that, yeah. the acting nagging. Yeah, that's and it. And so I was like, oh, I guess I could, maybe I'll go check out the community theater. And I was so nervous because I didn't feel like I had earned that. To, right. I didn't feel, you know, I'm working with all these amazing actors and I felt like, oh, I don't deserve to. to. So I, I went to them and I said, can I, I want to paint sets and just so I can do something different with you guys. Yeah. And then they're like, do you want to be Helen of Troy? (laughs) Isn't that the nudie one? Doesn't she get naked at the end? No, no. But my husband, you know, was played by like a 75 year old man who like (laughs) every night was like this. Okay. Like coming at me. Um, and so I, you know, and then my, the artistic director of Vancouver Playhouse knew I was discovered. doing this. No, no. I asked her to come and I don't think she did, but she was like, she brought me into her office and she said, what are you doing here? Like, what do you mean what am I doing here? I'm like, I'm like firing I'm up subscription theater. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, gonna fucking rock this place. Everyone's going to go to the theater. She's like. Yeah, but Lana, you want to be an actor. Right. You want in your Who heart and soul. This is legislation. And I'm like, I know, I really do. She's like, then you should go do that. Yeah. And she, I credit her with, with helping me kind of make the shift because um, I don't know if I would have had the balls to do it. Right. I really don't, or the ovaries to do it. Right. I, I actually don't know. I was so scared about doing what I wanted to do. That Why? Because it wasn't secure? Yeah, because, because was I like wasn't a, raised that way, yeah. and I wasn't, and it seemed, like, crazy. Yeah. Like it wasn't logical. But here's what, here, the funny thing is, I was just like, oh. So I didn't just go to theater school or something like that. I'm like, i got to sell all my stuff. Go to Europe. <laughs> like, get part of life So and I sold my car and, like, went and traveled Europe solo for six months. So you months. could be, um, like, a, get artistic, get, like, infused with... No, I guess so I could go into churches and cry by myself and go, why am I so alone? <laughs> but then you come back with this wealth of world knowledge. I had to, like, shock myself out of, out of something. And then you go to York. And then I actually I auditioned for Ryerson, but then when I went to the audition, like everybody there was seventeen years of age, and I was at that point, I think I was twenty three. I'm like, I can't, I'm not gonna. This is, I can't. I have no interest in going out with people and getting drunk at night. Like I'm not. That's where my head is. So audition for York, and then I got into to York into their MFA program. Yeah. Which and then were great. you like, this is everything? I know I'm in the right. No, place. because it was like, I, I'm like, what is this? I'm still doing the fireballs. Right. And, you know, David Rotenberg has us all lying on the floor, and he's like, your heart. <laughs> but then you're just... Your heart is the shape of a fist. <laughs> and then everybody who's in my class 
who's who's serious and who's really great and talented yeah. are like that's right and I'm like doing this <laughs> my whole body is vibrating because I can't stop laughing right so I'm already writing the sketch right, of right, lying right. on the floor do you know what I mean yeah yeah but it, I we I had amazing teachers and they helped me um, with a lot of things like a lot to kind of sort of I, I needed to be in a conservatory program yeah. to give myself validity. Like, I, I had to do it for my brain. Yeah. Because I just worked at the Vancouver Playhouse with the most incredible actors, you know? And so for me, it was psychological. Right. I don't think that everybody has to do this, by the way. No, everybody's got different paths. But they were like, you can't do any other work, Alana. You have to... And I'm like, I won't. I'm totally dedicated to being here. And then I Going to Rivoli at night. We, we, the fireballs were on the cover of Now Magazine, which was all... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm really dedicated. It was all over, that. like, and they brought me to the office. They're like, um, you're on the cover of Now Magazine. I'm like, yeah. And were they like, you can't do this? No, I said, I'm totally, it was second year, it was, I'm like, listen, I'm in a second year master's program. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to not get jobs? Yeah. But it's so, not like you're making, like, it was part of your creative outlet, too. Yeah, I go, if it, if it, if it makes you feel better, I'm making no money to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> If it makes you feel better. I'm working for a pad thai and a beer. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's those kind of steps that, that lead to the next thing, too. And you never know, as you said, like the mm. opportunities that come from another. Do you remember a time that we were like, that was the, that was a, like a turning point or like um, an opportunity that really sealed the deal for me in this career? Probably playing Roslyn in yeah. As You Like It because yeah. I... Canadian stage, too. It's can stage. It was a huge audition, um, and I was really doing a lot of comedy, and and I was known as a comedian, and I go into audition because I have a master's. I have a master's from, you know, I played all these other great roles at school, and... And, and being a comedian was holding me back from being from doing theater, which sure. is, as you well know, yeah. they sometimes think, oh, you can't, you're not, which was crazy, right? So, but James McDonald was, was the director, and he could, he could see that I saw Rosalind as being very funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there was a lot of comedy moments to play. Yeah. And... And when he could see, when he saw me as being able to do the serious parts of Rosalind and but bring the comedy yeah, yeah. as well. I was like, okay, great. I can marry these two worlds. Right. But the it was so hard to get theater jobs. Like it was you had to really be immerse yourself in that world. Yeah. And I don't to, to be honest with you, I don't immerse myself in any world. Really? No, I mean I got my hands in like every pot. I mean it feels like you're immersed into this cuz it demands you to. Well, you mean my current yeah. job? Oh, yeah. But I'm... I <laughs> oh, when I say I don't immerse myself, or like your family. No, I mean, I don't immerse myself like... Um, like, if you want to be a really... If you want to be, you know, at Stratford and Shaw and yeah. all this sort of stuff, that you commit yourself to yeah. that. And I really admire those performers. And sometimes they do television, but you're really committing yeah, yourself to you. that work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's not what I do. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't do that. And I'm okay with that now. Mm -hmm. Like, I might, then I might go write a play. Then I might write a television series. Then I might do this. Then I still would love to come back and do a play or do something here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, there's lots of little moments that shifted. Oh, yeah. Shifted. 
What about you? When what, what was it that oh. shifted for you? I think like one of them was walking into Second City, get, getting that for sure. Like because I they just got knew, you. Yeah, and I got them. Like yeah. I remember going, oh, I don't need to do anything else other than comedy. Because up until then, I was like, maybe I'll do a little Shakespeare. And I was always like, I'll probably end up at Stratford at some point. And then I was at Second City going, nope, this is all. Yeah. I just want to make people laugh. And that the years when you started getting into it, too, like the all the people that were going through there were like unbelievably talented. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. just amazing people to like be inspired by. And, and then once you do Second City, you're in a family for the rest of your life. I mean, this is true, too. So now when you meet Second City, like the folks in L.A. who yeah. are in my building are all Second City Chicago connected. Yeah. And they're like my people. So it's pretty, I feel really lucky for that. Yeah, we didn't, you moment. know what, I felt like I was trying to be all, you know, with the atomic fireballs. I'm like, I'm indie. <laughs> I'm indie. <laughs> Why would I want to make five hundred dollars a week oh, when I can make nothing? nothing. <laughs> when I can make that time, make nothing. <laughs> so now, what's gonna be next for you? You're gonna like. Can you see yourself living in New York for? I'm not sure. I mean, do you feel homish here? Not well, homish, but homish? Canada is always gonna feel like home. Yeah, it really is. Like it's. People are so sick and tired of me talking about Canada here. Like, we had a field meeting this morning, and there was a bunch of pitches about, like, you know, health care. And I'm like, who's got an hour and a right. half for me to talk about health care? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the work, there's a lot of work here right mm -hmm. now. There's a lot of turmoil in the Canadian comedy community with, yeah. like, you know, getting residuals from the channel. Right, the partnership between series. Well, that, I mean, this will probably be, it'll probably resolve by the time this gets out, like, old it news. Will, but that sort of stuff, you know, really stresses me out yeah, a lot. Because I, 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 I hate that. I know how hard it is to be a comic to make your living from doing that. And yeah, it's, and there's um, this little bit of security that they have, and they're like, nope. Yeah, so I don't know if the, like, listen, if there was an opportunity in Canada yeah. that I could, I would go back and direct something. I, you know, there's I get calls every once in a while. I almost did street legal. Right. I couldn't make that work, but I right. need to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like street legal, Degrassi. I did Degrassi. Yeah. I did, yeah, a bunch of those, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, you know. I'm yeah. kind of, uh, you know, you've moved to L.A. Do you think you're going to be... Yeah, I, I, I'm living in the moment for that right now. I like it right now. I'm pretty happy. Well, that's the thing. I like yeah. this right now. I love New York. New York is an incredible city. Yeah. Um, I it, like the adventure of the new world. I do, too. Like what you said about, like, let's just dive in and find out what let's it's figure, like. Let's figure this shit yeah, out. Yeah, like, let's figure stuff out. Because otherwise, you find yourself, you know, getting older in the city that you're like, I get Toronto. I get yeah. how it works. I don't get how New York works, and I don't really get how Los Angeles works yet. But I'm learning, and it's a fun adventure. You know what? I, I'm somebody who gets bored really quickly, yeah. so New York is great for my brain. Yeah. Because it's always moving. There's so many things going on. People, What I do love about here, and I'm not sure if this happens in L.A. or not, is... People are always going. Oh, I need you to. I need to connect you with this person. Mm -hmm. I have like it's matchmaking galore here. Yeah, and I've made friends from from being matched with these people who are just like, oh, I need you. I, you know, there's a lot of yeah. matchmakers here. For sure, not for I think it's love. Like networking, is it? <laughs> I don't think it's called matchmaking. Are you hooking up with these people? I don't network. Do you end I, up making out I a whole told bunch you, of I strangers? Give, no, but I give them a vial of my blood. Right, okay, then that's a different a, kind a of A whole bag of my blood. No, I don't. 
I give people bags of my blood. Bags of my, no, no, no. I yeah. don't. I don't network because networking to me feels very like, ooh, let's make some let's connectors. Ne- no, I just like you have connectors here. Like people go, oh, Alana, you gotta meet this person. You'd love meet this person that you loves. Guys, Foxes with yeah, but you know what happens to me? We don't sit there and we don't talk about like, hey, let's you know, I can help direct your project or we can do this together. I end up talking about the issues that they have with their mom. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like we go like when I get into conversations with people, we go we go into like really deep places. Yes. Right. My husband's always making fun of me about this. He's like, Can't you just talk about a movie? Can't you just like does it always have to be I mean it's that always but it's it's interesting. Okay, I gotta wrap. I gotta wrap up because we we'll, this is hour three probably, which is fine with me. But um, what are some of your inspirations these days? Like a book, or a movie, or a series that you've just watched, or music? Something that's really like inspiring you. Oh well, I just finished watching Russian Doll. Love it. Oh my god. Love it. Oh my god, I loved it so much. And then she was just on an episode of Law and Order that I watched. I've always loved her. I know she's, she's, she's interesting. Yeah, she's an incredible. She's an incredible. She's one of those actors that you like. I'd love to work with her as a director. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Um, you gotta put it on your on your wall. Yeah, these are more. Yeah, these aren't always my dreams. Some a lot of these are Sam's <laughs> Some too. People just, she just comes in and puts a dream. No, name she on your... she'll say like, "Hey, this person I really want to work with," and I'll write it down and stick it on the wall. Yeah, just because you never know. Like I might run into the one thing I'm very very good at because I have no shame, is if I run into somebody mm-hmm. and I know like particularly Sam wants to work with them. Yeah, I will just talk to them about working on the show. Like I, that's you know, a gift that like you do have a gift for them. A hundred. Uh, it's not like you're saying. No, they don't always think that. Really? Oh no, no, no. Like I feel like if you no, went up no, to no. any of these names, I won't say them out loud, but no. and said like, "Hey, would you like to come on this show?" No, like great. No, no, no. you'd be shocked. No. I think I would because I, I am well, right you know now. What? So. Because people are busy. Right. And right. we do things so quickly, and we do such quick turnaround. Right. Not everybody. Not everyone is available. Um, what book? I, there's some books that I've just sort of down. I want to read some more books. I just I wrote. I just downloaded um, on my Kindle, um, writing down the bones. Oh yeah, I have that at home. So yeah, that's a really good. Um, yeah, I read it ages ago, but it's a really good book for opening your mind um, as a writer. Yeah, you know what? I I've never read it. Yeah, I don't even know if, but I think it's sort of like. But there is a there is a whole chapter in it, or or a few lines in it that she she talks about. You know, if you want to be, you know, if you want to go on a diet, you don't go to the bookstore and get a book about dieting. You just diet. Or mm-hmm. if you want to like start to learn how to run, you don't get a book about how to run. Right. You run, which made me laugh because I'm like I'm literally reading a book about running how to write that you sold yeah. me on that premise. That should be like the first page, and the rest of the pages are empty. Yeah. You start writing. <laughs> don't run. Mm-hmm. start. Oh my gosh! Oh we my should gosh, make that We just book. did our creative thing. Yeah, don't don't put that. We're gonna make so much. Don't, don't put that. <laughs> How <laughs> to write by Alana and Naomi? Page one. Get a pen. Next page. Start filling in these pages. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. You know. So. Um, yeah. You know. I'm I'm excited about. Oh yeah, music. Do you get anything? You're like, hmm. Is there anything else? Any other inspire inspiring things? Oh, I love. I mean, I listen Book. to music constantly. I listen to podcasts constantly. Yeah, what's your podcast? Um, I, I'll, you're not going to be shocked. I listen to Super Soul Conversations. Yeah, I heard a great one. I had a great one it. with, um, and I can't remember his name. It's like a wire, ween, Jeffrey, we, anyway, he's the mm. CEO talking about um, leadership. 
Did you hear that one? Yes, from LinkedIn. Yeah. He was dynamic. Well, you know what? I actually sent that to a few people here because he was f- fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And she's a really good interviewer. She is, yeah. So, so are you. I feel like okay. this is, so this is the Canadian me. I Like, you're literally here asking me questions for your podcast. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I talk too much about myself. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, this is actually your time to talk about yourself. And I don't want to, I want to talk about you. Oh, but Super Soul is a really good one. Yeah. Anything, I'm always searching out, like, those sorts of kind of, you know, um, things on meditate. You know, again, yeah. I should just meditate instead of listening to podcasts on meditation. Yeah, but sometimes you got to prep. Like, sometimes you need to, like, you know, like, yeah. it's like mulling over an idea for your screenplay that you're mm. working on. It's not time to sit down and put pen to paper yet. It's time to go cry in chapels in Europe first. Mm. Like, you know what I Sometimes you need to... I can't do that anymore. No, I'm you'll glad like, I did take it, though. your kids with you and be like, why is mommy crying in every chapel? They'll be crying. I'll be like, shut up! <laughs> go grab your TD knapsack. Stop ruining my vacation! <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question is okay. the um, is the advice you would have given to your younger self? Um, how do I not not have have this answer just because it's not as easy as you think it is? Um, don't fucking care what other fucking people think. Right. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Except for people that you love and that really have your best interests at heart. <laughs> you yeah. get that put on a t-shirt. Right. I mean the other part would have to go to the bottom, like right around the edge of the t-shirt. No, because when you when you when you let that go, when you let it go about like, oh, you know, being a people pleaser or yeah. like, will they like me if I do this or do this? It's so freeing. And I think that I do appreciate this job for teaching me that in many ways because I'm like, the only way I'm going to get good stuff right now yeah. on the streets of wherever I am in the United States of America is to not care what people think about me. Yeah. And it's it's good. And you don't. Do you care at all about anything? I mean, you care about your colleagues and your peers that you respect. Oh, my gosh. I'm not saying I don't care about any... Like, I... I really care. Yeah. But I don't care about the people who don't have my, my best interests at heart. Oh, yeah. Fuck those I don't guys. care about yeah, those I get people. it. I did, though. We all do. I, if I didn't have that, you know, for sure. This, I mean, this is a thing where you could have a thousand people that think you're the best. Yeah. And love you. And then it's that one person that doesn't. You're like, why? why you wake up at four like o'clock me? in the morning going, why? Oh, my God, my heart. Why don't they like me? Because it has I nothing do? to do with you. It really has nothing yeah. to do with you. Yeah. And and that's what I, I continue I to I do learn. love that about this show. Like, I do feel they're, you're, it's just lady balls out. Lady Balls Out is very much, is is very true, mm-hmm. and I and I am the right person to do that. Yeah, I also sure. feel like it pushes that for you, which I love too. Like whenever I see you do your segments, I know that you're you're pushing yourself into a realm that is mm-hmm. like exciting, and I, I this is what I imagine your like your brainstorming sessions are is like, what about if we do this in this place with this person? Yeah, and people are like, let's try it. Like I feel like it's a really big yes and team. For sure, because they know that I will do it, and I—I I mean, that's really why I'm here. Because when Sam was creating the show and what she wanted to do, she's like, "Well, I know Alana will do anything. almost do anything, right?" So you want to start with that kind of team, right? right? Now people are like, "I don't feel comfortable." Like I'll, you know, I'm fine to. I don't want to get hurt because or you're anything, standing but... behind something you believe in. 
I don't yeah. feel comfortable doing things that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. So I think I know it goes across the board. But you believe so much in the message and the the stance that this I show do. is taking that it's it's uh, easy to stand behind. I can imagine. Yeah, and I'm learning a lot about myself too. Yeah, yeah, for What's sure. That? Um, just what I do believe in, yeah. like what you know, how hard other people work in the world, and yeah. you know. Um, I love giving those people a voice if I have the chance. Yeah. Um, I've gotten lots of people jobs, you know. I really do love, love seeing that. other people thrive. And, and it's nice. I have to say it's nice to be in a position where I'm not, like, just hustling for my own paycheck to kind of sit back and go, I can get that person a job. I can get that person a job. Yeah. Maybe I can, like, suggest this person for this work, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. that is very, very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about having any kind of power. Yeah, because it all comes around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people did it for me, and, and, I, and I think it's really, really important to pay it forward when I was in I was just in Jamaica with yeah. my family and this woman who I only make friends with senior citizens on vacation it's not by design it just happens I have like a book of all these names of people who are over the age of 75 right and this woman who I had a great conversation with came up and she gave me um give Michael and I to a Bahama mama or whatever yeah. and a pina colada <laughs> And it with whipped cream on yeah, it. So yeah. I was like, and this place, the drinks were so expensive. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so nice of you. She goes, well, you know, I remember being on vacation and someone gave us some drinks. And I was like, oh, should I? We're looking for my my wallet. And the and they said to me and my husband, just pay it forward. And she's like, so next time you have, and I love that. I love that and I so think much. about that all. And you know, I and that's how I feel like I do live my life yeah. now because I'm like, we're. And that's why, you know, I would love to connect with, especially, to be honest with you, other women out yeah. in the world yeah. and who are trying to do what I do or our interns here or whatever. Yeah. Of, um, Giving them a leg up. We have to as women. Fuck yeah. We fucking have when to. When I see it not happening, I'm like, who else is going to do this for us? We no. have to have each other's back. We have to God have sake. each other's back and you have to be giving yeah. other women opportunities and do not stab other women in the back. No. If you have a problem with them, you talk to them personally. You don't go behind their back. Be brave enough to know that you can mend that relationship and maybe even create a friendship. Who knows? Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we have to be looking for opportunities for each other. I like the Bahama Mama pay it forward. Bahama Mama pay it forward. Because if you're buying yeah. fancy drinks, you can probably afford to buy that. And then at a time, there'll be that you do this on behalf of that person. You know? Sometimes I do favors for somebody. I'm like, this is on behalf of somebody who did this favor for me 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, we, and she only did that because we had an amazing conversation in the pool. And she's like, I'm wearing a bathing suit and talking about, like, life issues with this person I've never it. met in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love those opportunities. Well, I think you're doing your part. I think you're like I don't know. I'm trying. I mean, we all are. Yeah, but you're trying. I listen to all your other podcasts. I love all of them. them. That's a lot. No, well, they're <laughs> I listen, and I most they're like all they're are they all women. Are oh, yeah. every single person? Oh, yeah. It's all women. It's all firecracker ladies. And I I looked at the whole list. You know, Tracy Dawson, right? And Joe Bolin. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to get yeah. Rebecca Kohler. Trying to, you know, oh, I want to get through all of these. And I love that. And you're doing you're doing your part. Yeah, I don't even feel like it's my part. Like I just feel like it's right. Am I? What can I do in your firecracker world? What do you need me to do? No, let's talk about that. I love it. I don't know yet, but 
you don't have time for anything, but there will be a time. No, but there's one who posted on your Facebook page that she needs like advice for women DPs. So I'm gonna yeah, go through maybe my database it. and try. And this is what I mean. Like we all. But you're we'll doing talk. that. You're doing that. We'll you're, talk about you're, that. You're, you're. Yeah, I don't even feel like it's like you're I'm doing s- your Oprah thing. Yeah, I love it so much though. I love like we do like a monthly um, live talk and so uh, it's with Deanna Moffat who is in yeah. Los Angeles she's a life coach and and like what? all these people are chatting about we we're talking about community so we did this great talk and there were like 20 people from all over the world talking about community with these gals and it's the best I know you're there's a there's a seat at the firecracker table for you whenever I'll just even if it's just being under the table and lighting, no, lighting people's asses on Farts. fire <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I mean, I, I think we have somebody for that position. Or lighting their you. farts on. You have somebody who's lighting people's yeah, farts? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a several. There's, yeah. It's Always too late, Harkin. Fart lighter <laughs> department that we have. Somebody call it the fire, fire crapper. How do you do podcasts that are like less than an hour and no, a half? No, you can't. But like, this was such a but great But I'm about discussion. to fart and oh. light it on fire. That's, that's. <laughs> Wait, let end, me zoom in. That's how I end every interview. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Maybe I should start getting my coat on then. Didn't you grow up in comedy? That's what we all do. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me get my hand underneath. My... Wait, can you do that? I'm working on it. Nope. It's really embarrassing. Especially when you can't. You just look like a flail. Thank you. Thank you. You're I fantastic. love you. I love you. I think you're doing so great. And I think you're doing so you're, great. You're walking the walk. Fuck, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, that's all you do. I'm just trying. You're just trying, and you, but you are actually succeeding, too. You're making a difference. It's really exciting. You're going to look back at this chapter and be like, okay, I'm going to take a couple years off now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go lie in some grass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. You love her, right? Alana Harkin, you have to love her. I don't know how you couldn't. She's just, just herself, you know? Like, she's busy in that world of full frontal, and she managed to squeak out an hour for me, which is amazing. And uh, we just had this really, really great chat. So thanks for uh, thanks for being part of that. Um, I just, I love going into other people's worlds, this full frontal office where you're like, oh, like you can feel the full frontal energy in that place. At any moment, someone's going to, like, jump over filing cabinets just to get their deadline met. I can feel it. Don't forget to check out our upcoming after show and join the conversation about this episode. We have a couple of the core firecracker gals jump in and eventually we're going to have some of you guys, some of the community. So make sure you keep in touch with that because we're eventually going to include everybody. Go over to firecrackerdepartment.com. While you're over there, why not just jump into all that stuff? Instagram, Twitter, at FirecrackerDEPT. Leave us a little note. I, I love getting notes in email or any form, and we always write back to every single person. Uh, it's just something we do. We had an amazing panel last week at the Pioneering Women event, and uh, it was so great, and you're going to have to stay tuned to hear that panel coming up in December. Um, it was with a bunch of foodie women that were just so interesting and had such great stories. I can't wait to share it with you pioneeringwomen.com. Keep in touch with them because they are doing some really, really cool stuff. None of this would be possible without my kick-ass firecracker department team. They are incredible. 
oh my gosh, we're so lucky to have each other. And, uh, and it just got one better because you're here. Uh, that's AJ Edmonds, Anne Augustison, Arwen Humphreys, Camille Adams, Chelsea McKenzie, Deanna Moffat, Emily Churchill, Farah Morani, Harmeet Body, Jennifer Rowley, Joe Boland, Jennifer Pogue, Christy Corrales, Laura Lee Macchio, Monique Madrid, Naomi Wright, Rachel Cairns, Rachel Wilson, Sarah Bodin, Sid Nielsen, Veronica Martin, Vicky Breer, and Winnie Wong. That's our core team. I adore these women. I really, really do adore them. Special shout out to Sid Nielsen who edits all these podcasts and oh my God, could not do without the brain and heart of Sidney Nielsen. We have chapters in Toronto, Los Angeles, and starting one in England. So if you ever want to get involved with us, give us a shout. Firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com. Tell us what you're interested in and how you'd like to get involved. But we do have some great, amazing events coming up in Toronto and Los Angeles in 2020. So you're going to want to keep in touch. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at firecrackerdepartment.com. That's it for me. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time at the Firecracker Department. I'm going to go and take my full snowsuit and go and warm up. Full snowsuit. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody.